welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So we'll just pray as we come to this Word today. God, I just thank you for this Word that administers life to each heart here today. We thank you for the anointing in the Word, the anointing upon myself as I bring it that you give revelation knowledge of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we're continuing to lift up Jesus. We're in a series speaking about the person of Jesus, and uh, I'm not going to be speaking for long today, but I thought it would be good to look at the book of John very quickly and look at the fact that in the book of John, there's seven, well, there's actually um, nine times that Jesus talks about there. The word I am are, are used but we're going to look at what's called the seven I am's in the book, in the gospel of John. And you know, when you say, or you hear somebody say, I am, it's, it reveals identity, doesn't it? It reveals maybe something, what's important to some, somebody. I mean, if my sister Deborah, she says, I'm a dentist, that tells us a lot about Deborah. It tells us she studied hard. She's working in a small space for a long period of time. If you say you're a wife, and if you say you're a wife of, that gives even more description, or a husband, or a father. So, you know, what we say, the I am is important. If you say, I am a Christian, it's because you're making a bold statement that I am wanting to be identified with Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I am a Christian, and that is important to me. So when Jesus says, I am, we need to pay close attention to what he's saying because he's, it's, it's, it's like he's pulling back the curtains and he's revealing himself. So we're just going to quickly look through these seven I ams. And you know, Jesus didn't just say, I am. I am this. He demonstrated. It wasn't just confession and speech. He demonstrated what he was, and we'll see that as well. Um, two weeks ago, we were, we were looking at the word I am, and And we know it means the mighty present, God with us, the mighty present. Jesus didn't say, I will be. He didn't say, I have been. Isn't that good news? He said, I am. He didn't say, someday I'll heal you. Or he didn't say, well, I I was the was, and so you can't have healing today. No, he says, I am. Miracles happen today. Jesus heals today. Amen. So the first one we're going to look at is in John chapter 6, verse 35. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You know, here when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, the crowd had just seen Jesus miraculously feed the 5,000. So Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life, and he had demonstrated when that little boy who brought his lunchbox, he didn't have very much, but he brought it to Jesus, and the little that he had, Jesus multiplied, and so it is for us. Whatever we put in the hands of the Lord, and we say, use it. If we put it in his hands, and I suppose you can't really, well, you can't stick things in his hands, as it were, but if you put it with an attitude, here, as a mum or a dad ever had that, you know, you've asked for something from a child, maybe they've, you know, you've been asking, bring this from the bedroom, and, and they just slap, here you go, or here. But when you ask the Lord, when you put something in your hands and say, Lord, I, I'm giving this to you, 
Maybe it's something that costs you. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's effort. Maybe it's finance. But I'm giving this to you. Maybe he's asking you to give up something that you dearly love, but I'm giving it to you and you're placing it in his hands. He will multiply it and he'll multiply it back to you where you need it. We saw, or the children of Israel saw God miraculously provide bread in the desert for the people at that time. But Jesus is saying, you know, physical bread is important and he can provide it, whether it comes, you know, from his hand and everything comes from him, or whether it's that bread. He is the bread that comes down from heaven. He is the bread of life himself, and it's that bread that comes down from heaven. It's more important. It's that supernatural. It's more important than the physical bread. So the bread of life, Jesus says, I am the bread as Jesus himself. And just like physical bread, we eat that. We take food in. Anybody take food in yesterday? We take that food in to nourish our nourish ourselves, and maybe we take too much food in. Sometimes I took too much in yesterday. Um, but he, it satisfies us. It satisfies that hunger, doesn't it? Well, Jesus is the bread of life. He is the one that satisfies our spiritual hunger. He is the only one that can fill us full of that joy and that love and that peace. And it doesn't matter what this world has to offer. It does not satisfy like Jesus. You know, Charles Spurgeon said, I've heard of some good old woman in a cottage who had nothing but a piece of bread and a little water. And lifting up her hands, she said as a blessing, what? All this and Christ too. That little woman in the cottage, she truly understood what it meant to have Christ as the bread of life. And he satisfied her, even though she had nothing but a bit of piece of bread and water. And then in that verse as well, we see the phrase, whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And we see that in the, in the passage I'm reading from the New Living Translation, John 7 and verse 37 to 39. And it says, on the last day, uh, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and he shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare that rivers of living waters will flow out of my heart, out of his heart. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who had not been given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not entered back into his glory. So Jesus quenches that thirst and that hunger, that spiritual hunger. The second I am is when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we see that in John, verse 8. And 12, it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Isn't that good to know that you don't have to walk in darkness? He is the light. You know, considering all the times that God gave light to his people, even in the very beginning, he said, let there be light. When he led the children of Israel in the wilderness by the pillar of the, you know, of the blazing fire, and Moses, when he beheld, we talked about yesterday, he beheld his glory and his face was so bright, he had to wear a veil. It's the light of, of God. So Jesus provides that spiritual light, that revelation for all those who follow him so that you don't have to walk in darkness, so you don't have to stumble in sin, so that you don't have to go into destruction and let that destroy you. You know, 
people who don't have the Lord, they're walking in their own sight. And they're walking um, just with sin-blinded eyes. Because if they're not following the Lord, they're just stumbling about, the word says, in darkness. And you know when Jesus disclosed the fact, I am the light of the world, you know when it was? It was whenever he caught the woman, the woman woman that was caught in adultery, and they, they brought them to her, the men brought brought her and says, look, Moses' law said stoner. Stoner, so Jesus stooped down to the ground. He did that on two occasions. He stooped down, he started writing, and he said, he who is, is without sin, you throw the first stone. And there was nobody there that could throw a, a stone. You know the one that could have thrown a stone? Who was the one that could have thrown a stone? Jesus. Jesus was the one who could have thrown a stone. But he said to her, I'm the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness. And he set her free. He says, go free. Your sins are forgiven. Don't go back to that old life. Keep following me. Keep following me. Sin just leads to destruction. And there's penalties for it, as we know. But Jesus is the light of the world. He shines his light. And he shone his light in our hearts. Amen. Now, those of us who were blind, and now we see. We were blind, but now we see. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. And you know, there's many circumstances and situations and trials and things that we go through. And we're wondering, how do we go through this? How will I deal with this? Jesus is the light. He's the one that lights our path. He is the one that lights our way. Amen. He is that light. The third I am we're going to look at is I am the door of the sheep. And that's found in John chapter 10, verse 7. Truly, truly, Jesus says, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 9 says, I am the door and anyone who enters in through me will be saved. And he will come in and he'll go out freely and he'll find pasture. So Jesus is saying here that he is the door of the sheep. He's making a big claim about himself. And, you know, he's likened to, to, to him being the shepherd, us being the sheep. And, but he's saying the only way is through him. The only way to be part of God's people, the only way to be part of the church is through him. He is the door. He's the way into the sheepfold. And like David says in Psalms 23, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me. He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. Amen? So the fourth I am we look at is I am the good shepherd. He is our good shepherd. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Aren't we so glad that Jesus is a good shepherd? He is a shepherd. He's my shepherd. We need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. If sheep don't have a shepherd, they wander off and they get into all sorts of problems. All sorts of problems. And a sheep can be silly at times. You know, if one sheep goes off here in a wrong direction, starts walking toward a cliff, what happens is all the wee sheep, oh, we're away too. <laughs> and without that shepherd running and before them and you're about to fall off that cliff, they would be all off that cliff. Um... I haven't studied that. Maybe when they got to the end, they'd have some innate thing that they wouldn't go off the cliff. But you know what I'm saying? They need a shepherd. When they get into the hedge, when they're, they've got so much wool on them, you know, before they've been shaved and sheared, 
that world when it's wet gets soggy, 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 and sometimes that sheep will just get so heavy it, it falls over. And that's why the shepherd, he has his crook, and he, he, that rod and that staff, and he's able just to pull that sheep, get him back on its feet again. So we need that shepherd. Jesus is a shepherd. We can say like David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. Hallelujah. And Psalm 84 and verse 11 says, No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So the fifth I am, Jesus says in John 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And that's wonderful that we can share. Yes, in one way it's sad for Alex today, but Lauren knows the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection, the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall live. Hallelujah. So like the door to the pasture, Jesus is the only way to eternal life. The resurrection uh, power is found in him. You know, he is the keys of sin, death, hell. Hallelujah. And you know, there's going to come a day that we're all going to experience a bodily resurrection. When Christ returns, we're all going to receive new, glorious resurrection bodies. Who's looking forward to that? I'm ready for mine now. We're looking forward to those resurrection bodies. Amen. First Corinthians in 15, verse 53 in New Living Translation says, For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal, immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For the sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you not grateful this morning that Jesus will give you a new, imperishable, immortal, resurrected body? That he's your resurrection and he is the life. Number six then, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me, John 14 and 6. So we see Jesus is the only way. He's the only way to the Father, only way to eternal life. Hallelujah. He's the only solution to the sin problem. And that's why we honor him. That's why we worship him. That's why we, we praise him, because of Jesus. And then lastly, I am the vine. Jesus says in John 15 and verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So apart from Jesus and abiding in him, we are useless. We can do nothing. A branch can't survive on its own. It's got to be connected to the vine. And we've got to stay connected to Christ. If you're in here this morning, you don't know Jesus. You need to connect with him. You need to invite him into your life so that you would live, so you would partake of that resurrection life. Amen? You know, his spiritual life courses through us. His spiritual life flows through us. Hallelujah. We love that spiritual life. You know, when you haven't had time, you haven't been spending time with, 
with the Lord, you know, maybe you're going through a, a busy period or, or something, you know, you, you feel it. I sense it when I haven't spent that time because it's abiding in Him. It's spending time with Him. It's spending time in His presence. It's saying, Lord, I love you. It's, it's partaking of the, the life, His life, the life of the vine, His life, coursing through you by Holy Spirit. Amen? It's His joy fills you. His Spirit fills you. Amen? Uh, full to overflowing. Praise the Lord. So it's awesome that we have access to this world-changing power of Jesus. We have. We have that power in us. Hallelujah. So um, just coming before him, coming and reading the word, as we talked yesterday about just being in that word, taking the word more and more, seeing Jesus in the word every time we're reading it. Seeing, it, seeing all that he's done for us, seeing in every book of the Bible how he's depicted. You, you can never exhaust studying about Jesus. You can never. You'll never, ever get to that place. Because the more you see, the more you get to know, the more you feel, oh, there's more. There's so much more to know. So much more. So hallelujah. So summon all this up. He is the bread of life that satisfies our deepest longings. Jesus is the one who spiritually sustains us. He is the light that shines on the path of righteousness, and through him we gain spiritual understanding and wisdom for living. If the worship team just want to come up and close us, get ready to close us in the song. Then we saw that Jesus is the door into the people of God, he has given us free and unlimited access into his kingdom. He is a good shepherd. Number four, I am the good shepherd who cares for the people of God. He cares for his sheep. He paid our entrance fee with his life. And then we saw that he is the hope of our resurrection. Whether we die before the rapture or we're taken alive in it, he is guaranteed our eternal life. It's guaranteed, amen, if we're in Christ, hidden in him. He is the only way to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And lastly, he is the vine through which we experience the power of God. And the things that we do in his strength are the only things that matter at the end of the day. Amen. So draw from his strength. Draw from him. Whatever it is you need today, draw, receive from him. Hallelujah. That's wisdom. James says, ask and you will receive wisdom, whatever that is. Draw from that strength. Draw from him. Draw from Holy Spirit flowing through you today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.